Welcome to the Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy podcast. My name is Juanico Oberhuber, and I'm your host. My guest today is David Velitas. Hi. Hey, Juanico. How's it going today? Good. And you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Beautiful day here. Yeah, it's a beautiful day here, too. So yeah. let's go yeah. into the conversation. <laughs> Welcome, sure. everyone. And... David, I'd like to ask you where you are at with your your state of mind these days. Wow. I just got to say the quality of my life is amazing. Um, I'm in a very high state of mind, very positive and um, creative, loving life. That's wonderful. Would you like to describe how you got here? Well, I mean, it's um, it's a life work, I think. You know, I have a lot of practices in place. Um, you know, I've been a scientist for over 37 years, and I've been a consultant for over 27 years in the coaching space. And, um, you know, I, I love helping people. and all of that really started when I was having difficulties in my life and I, I needed a, a way to uplift myself, um, to resolve the, some of the issues um, and problems that I was facing, you know, all the things that all human beings face and moving or parents getting divorced or breaking up with your girlfriend or boyfriend or having problems in business, losing money, um, being stressed out, you know, so it really comes from, I think, learning to ask for help. Um, I learned early on that I couldn't do everything alone. And it was part of um, what I was doing in my business. We would have to bring in consultants to fill an important uh, role and produce a specific result on a team to get the complete result. And so that spilled over into my personal life, into my coaching business and coaching life, because we did that in the business sector, but I, I was seeing the similarities and the overlap and, and um, the problems I was having in my life personally that were similar to the ones I was helping people with in my coaching practice were all resolved when people became willing to ask for help and became willing to follow someone else's lead to um, you know, have a guide, have a consultant, have a coach, have a mentor to help them get through the spots um, that they're having trouble with now. So that's kind of how, I, you know, I, I think in, in a real simple way to speak it, um, You've got to have a process and you've got to be willing um, to step into that and practice. Yeah, wonderful. How, how do you think about the thought from A Course in Miracles, giving is receiving? I love that thought. Um, it's so beautiful and so simple. <clears throat> A Course in Miracles, has taught me so much. And I, I read it over 20 years ago, the first time, and I'm 
actually reviewing it now for this last year. And it's just a wealth of um, connection and love. And, you know, giving is receiving. Receiving is giving. It, it really is about um, having a fully integrated perspective and knowing how connected um, we all are as brothers and sisters and that what we do in the world affects ourselves as well as others. And so it really comes full circle to that giving is receiving and receiving is giving. Um, it's a great example of how generosity can create high quality life um, because we have things in abundance and we don't, if we can't give them, they're not ours to give, right? And when we give, we receive. You know, you always hear people say that um, you always get more than you give. Um, and it's really true. I think uh, when you have an open heart and you want to help people and you're generous in that way, um, it's just a win-win situation. So, and, and it's a great distinction, right? This giving is receiving and receiving is giving. Um, I think it's a um, beautiful way to live your life. You know, and there's so many points in the Course in Miracles, but this is a, a very powerful one um, that is always rich and full of miracles. Another one of those is teach what you want to learn. Right, so true. You know, because when we listen, we learn. And when we speak, we're kind of reiterating something we already know or teaching when we speak. Um, so that's why it's so important to practice because we can't really teach what we don't know. So you've got to be a lifelong learner and to be open you know, to living in a state of non-judgment as best we can so that we have beautiful things to teach from our life experience. Uh, but but there again, you want to have a fully integrated process, a body, mind, and soul approach is what I use. Um, and I use a bunch of the tools in A Course in Miracle, but you know, I have a lot of distinctions and tools that there's some overlap, but that are really my own creation that I teach. And um, it really is, you have to have this full integration. Otherwise, you get a partial result. But when you have a fully integrated result, you get a fully integrated solution. If you're just piecemealing it and focusing on, you know, just the body or just the mind or just the soul, you're lacking in a fully complete integrative result. And, you know, we all know that God is great and that we're all sons and um, sisters and brothers and daughters of God, right? Um, we're all connected, conscious in this um, kind of a quantum universe. And that's a beautiful thing. And 
you want to find someone, something, some place where you're comfortable and grounded in nature and a process that you can follow and a got with a guide or a coach or a mentor who can help you have a quality of life that they've been able to achieve for themselves. Uh, this expedites the whole process. And it's, um, it's just been invaluable for me in my career. And um, that's why I continue doing it today because I love helping people across these gaps that I've been able to get across myself more quickly or if at all that I could have done on my own. And that's the thing that's so valuable about it because our time and our money are you know, some of our most important resources. And if we keep taking the same turf over and over again or struggling to get through that hill or that, that problem or that trigger or that trauma or that suffering, right? And we don't know how to negotiate that territory. Um, we don't know how to traverse that problem, stress, anxiety, then it, it has a high price. It, it costs us a lot in love and freedom and relationship and financially. So when you're willing to let someone help you do that, who's already taken that ground and knows how to navigate that territory, you've just given yourself this beautiful gift. And, and that also comes back around to the receiving is giving and giving is receiving again, right? It really is circular. Yeah, there's the kingdom of heaven is within. The kingdom of, with, of heaven, heaven is, within. is within. It's absolutely the truth. Your internal conversation and grounding with the spirit and God, you know, your infinite soul, you know, and tapping into that energy. Um, practicing and learning to tap into that energy, you know, this pure love and light energy that we have, that we're part of, we belong to it. And it's everything and it's everywhere. You know, it's, and it's always a question of love. Um, I love that perspective. And, um, you know, it really is I, for me about self-love and being my own best friend. Because if I don't love myself, I can't love another fully. And um, it really is about how do we manage that internal conversation and keep our energy elevated out of fear, out of anger, um, and elevated to love and joy and peace and light. You know, we, and we connect with that in the, with the spirit. One of the challenges you were saying was self-love, and that means loving oneself unconditionally, I suspect, when you're speaking of it. Absolutely. Unconditional love. I was reading this post this morning. It was made me laugh. It kind of had the hand of God, you know, like in Michelangelo's painting, coming down, and there was this dog. <laughs> and it was about unconditional love. And, um, and it was saying that that's why God created dogs. And, and it was so special that he gave him his name backwards. And it just made me so, it made me smile so big because I love dogs and they really exemplify unconditional love. You have a dog, are you a dog person? 
I don't have a dog, but my in-laws have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. They're just such good friends. And, you know, great to go on your walks and just to have around the house and they keep you safe. And they're just, they're just delightful. What amazing creatures. But they really do exemplify this unconditional love, I think, so beautifully. Yeah, I, I saw you have you blog as well. Yes. What do you write about? You know, whatever inspires me, I guess I do a couple, one or two of those a week. And um, I really like talking about solutions. Um, you know, in these Corona times, there's a lot of people that are stressed out and still grieving and um, they haven't gotten back in the groove or back to normal. They're still recovering. Uh, you know, they're, they're looking for something, how to make it better, how to improve their lives. Um, you know, what's next? Where do I do it? How do I do it? A lot of a lot of information about that, about the processes I teach, um, you know, nutrition, um, proper nutrition, quality sleep and abundance, um, how to do that, you know, preparing for that, um, consistent exercise and movement, um, how important it is to detox your life and, uh, and environment and, because we're exposed to these so many chemicals and medications and just toxic relationships. And you know, how can you navigate that territory and optimize it? And then finally, how do you elevate your energy? How do you consistently have this higher level of joy and peace? And um, I use a lot of uh, visual graphics and techniques that let people see how to. Um, to do that and how to consistently go from fear to love, to go from darkness to light. And, you know, they teach this in the Course of Miracles all, all over the place, right? And it, it really is the miracle. Um, and when you learn, you get your hands on these tools and you're practicing a fully integrated um, solution and practice, you do get to tap into the love and the light and the joy and the peace more consistently. And when suffering and trauma and triggers do come into our life, they don't have the negative or the fearful effects they once did. You might be there for a short period, but I've learned that we don't have to dwell there. It's really a blessing when, we, when they come, but it's an opportunity to fill ourselves up with more love and light. And, and to get the lesson and to go and then apply the solution so that we solve that suffering or trauma um, or trigger that, that comes along in life. And, and the more you practice this in a fully integrated way, body, mind, and soul way, the better you get at it and the easier it is to keep your energy elevated to these higher levels of you know, compassion and love and joy and peace and light. Uh, it really is about the practice and having a fully integrated approach to tap into this so that we're not victims of all that chaos and that fear that's out there in the world.
in the Course in Miracles, it says there's only one problem and only one solution. Yeah, um, I, you know, I really think that, I think there's really, it's pretty accurate. I mean, the light and love and God, you know, and, and this, the salvation, the surrender, the atonement, the, I mean, I think they're all parts. Um, and because if you're not doing all the pieces, you can't just moonbeam over to the solution. You've got to be able to heal yourself. You've got to be able to do the work. Um, I don't think there is any magic bullet or any hat. Um, I think it's about practicing this. And I think you need to do it with people in a group or privately. Um, you know, there's a lot of things people need to heal. They're not comfortable speaking about a group. So you need to find a guide or someone you're comfortable with and you trust um, to help you do the work that you need to do so that you can live in that solution. I wish it were simpler. I, have, I haven't seen a ton of um, happy people who have their energy really elevated. Um, because if you know the answer, it doesn't matter. You've got to practice it. You've got to apply it. Knowledge doesn't get us anything. So how did you get to know the answer and then choose to apply it to your life? I don't know how. I mean, I know how I did it, but I, it's by grace. It's, it's, it's grace. I mean... I'm supposed to be here for a purpose, and that's to help other people become transformers and to um, save and help and heal other people and the planet. And, um, you know, I had a bunch of horrible near-death experiences that I lived through for a reason. I mean, I know I'm supposed to be here. I'm here for a purpose. And my purpose is to help people transform themselves so that they can then help others transform and to save the planet. You know, it's all about salvation. And, um, you know, we're guaranteed that. But not everyone really experiences or knows or lives with that confidence. And I think that um, there again, you're back to needing a guide and someone to practice with to help you live in that way so that you're actually getting the benefit from it and realizing that in your life. Are you saying that the near-death experiences had something to do with discovering this solution? I I think it opened my eyes, um, you know, and the first one came when I was 17 and um, it was a car accident. I, don't, I won't go into the details, but I was out of my body and it's a miracle I lived. And um, you know, I, I remember being in the operating, in the, the emergency ward at the hospital and seeing my parents talking with the doctors and asking if I was going to live and all that. 
and and then I went I did go back to my body and I ended up going home within 24 hours and uh, I had a horrible concussion for over a year and I mean I was so weak I couldn't even do a push-up for six months but I totally recovered and rehabbed and um, but that was really the first um, significant awakening that I knew you know I started thinking wow what was that why did I live through this and I, I really began to have more and more gratitude for God and the spirit and knowing that there was a bigger plan here than meets the eye and that all these illusions were really not what it's about um, this you know I really got grounded in that we're these infinite spiritual beings and that we don't really die. And that we're just in these bodies, these finite bodies having this human experience. Now it's our opportunity for all of us to grow and iterate forward. It's the evolution of our soul, the manifestation of our consciousness at a higher level. And um, it, it opened my eyes to all of that. And it continues to, and, and every other thing, you know, there are always more and more reminders. It's like someone's poking you, you know, it's like things, when you live through things that are near-death experiences, you're like, why am I still here? Why, why this time? Why again? So you opened up to these important questions of deciding what you are here for. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I think those invitations into the opening, is, those are all gifts. Those are all um, spiritual gifts. Yeah, this question of who one is can can at times be very frustrating, at least I remember it so. So the question is, how did you move through that frustration to discover the light? From who one is to the light? Well, when you ask, who am I, right? Mm -hmm. um, you also discover all the things that you don't like about what you're living at that time. And then you need to decide how to move through that so that you can, yeah, move towards the light. Yeah, I mean, I choose the light. I choose happiness. We choose it. It's really um, um, kind of a, it's the obvious choice. We don't have to suffer. We don't have to dwell in suffering. It's only a place to go. Those lower energy, fear, anger, hate anything violent, those are just types of love. They're low energy types of love. I mean, in this quantum universe, everything is love. It's everywhere, it's everything. Even the fear is a type of love. But it's not a place to dwell. It's where suffering is. It's a place to learn and get insight and the life lesson and then to iterate forward into compassion, love, joy, peace, and then enlightenment. You know, so that you can continually perform the miracle from fear and darkness into love and light. I call it mental alchemy. And um, 
And that is the gift and it's the miracle is learning to change that fear and darkness into love and light. And you do it with practice. Um, that's why my life is so amazing today. Um, and that's why I enjoy, you know, coaching and mentoring and consulting people um, personally and in their businesses or their families in this way. And um, yeah, I, I started the um, Costa Rica Wellness Institute so that I could do just that and help people across this gap. I call it the suffering index gap. And um, suffering is optional. Op is optional. We don't need to dwell there. We just need to go there. We need to feel the feelings. We need to identify it. We need to articulate it. We need to see the need underneath the feeling or emotion so that we can provide what was missing there. And it's always a question of love. Underneath every feeling or emotion that was traumatic or triggering or upsetting or problematic in our lives, love is always the need that was underneath that needs to be replenished. And, and that includes forgiveness, but you've got to articulate it, you've got to understand it, and then you can move past it. We want to get out of dwelling in the suffering and the fear and, and all of that. And so when you have the tools to do this, and you do it a couple times on specific things in your life, you get real good at seeing the triggers and the traumas and the suffering rearing their ugly head in your life moving forward. And you can use the same techniques on those when it happens because of your practice. And because now you've already done it for yourself in other areas in your life. And there you have it. Now it's yours. You have it and it doesn't have you. It's a very high state um, when you can operate from that place because you're in the love and the light. You have this confidence and you have this ability to um, get beyond, to transcend the fear and the darkness at will. Yeah. Would you like to describe some of your profound experiences that led to this perspective? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I would, I could, of course, talk about some of the other near-death experiences, but that's not really what led to it. I was already on the track after the first one. And, but what has got me to this place now is practicing it, is being a student of this, of the Course in Miracles. Of, I love metaphysics. I mean, I'm a scientist for 37 years. I love Einstein. Um, I love Gandhi. I love MLK. Martin Luther King was brilliant. Um, there's so many great teachers. Jesus is one of the best teachers of all. You know, and they have one thing in common. They all taught love. Buddha, an amazing teacher. So I, I read and study all these um, for, you know, decades. And I've I make it part of my practice and part of what I teach because we're all, you know, we're all connected. We're one, we're brothers and sisters and um, it's one consciousness and one mind and one love. And so 
we're here to benefit and grow from everyone that came before us, all these brilliant teachers, so that we can teach, you know, as best that we can. So I, I think it fell out of my practice and my passion for learning from all these other great teachers. And that's how I'm able to sustain this kind of energy that I have. And it's directly responsible for the quality of life I have today. I've given myself permission to have my well-being be the priority. And that's a key first step in any practice. That's very wonderful. Now I will open the floor for questions if anyone wants to ask questions. Okay, if not, I will continue. <laughs> I have a question. Um, thank you for everything you said. It's um, I've been thinking about everything. Um, you you mentioned like giving is receiving, and um, you know sometimes uh, people can give and get taken advantage of. Um, you know, and and how how do you how have you know how do you have any advice about how not to give so much that you get hurt? Um, that's a beautiful question. So, yeah, I mean, boundaries are important, right? And we've all heard of boundaries. And um, there's healthy boundaries and there's not so healthy boundaries. Um, there's a time to be super generous and there's a time to be less generous, in my opinion. And let me say a little more about that because, I mean, Complete generosity, I think, and love is the answer. It's always a question of love and more love. But for instance, if you're in a situation with someone that's a big taker and you're a generous person and they're using you like a doormat, for instance, I have lots of clients where that's been the situation. And they're just these wonderful, loving, generous, giving people. And they keep going in without boundaries and they keep being victimized in the same way over and over again until it gets to the point where they can't tolerate it. And so you've got to learn to identify what the pattern is first. What is it that you keep doing over and over again that produces that result that's the dissatisfying cycle? So once we can see and acknowledge that we play a part in this, we actually are helping to perpetuate the dissatisfying cycle because of the role we keep playing and how we react to it. Once we identify that, we can pause. We cannot react. We can create a response instead of a reaction. So let's say that someone's a taker and they're there to take from you again and you're not liking the way this is looking because every time you're in that situation, they get all this stuff from you and it's dissatisfying for you. Well, you can choose not to do the same thing that you do normally and you can pause and just listen because in the pause, we don't want to speak. We want to put it through the filter of, 
what did they say? Is it true? Is it necessary? Was it kind? And when we can put what the person said to us through that filter, we learn a lot about the response we can create. And so before we speak that response, we want to not speak unless what we say is true, necessary, or kind. So it's a kind of a two-way filter. So the event happens, and you hear what happened, and you identify your part, you see this triggered pattern, and then you get to choose. Do I react like I always do and continue in that dissatisfying way and cycle, or do I pause and say nothing and learn to respond in a way that's different and that's true, loving, and kind? And so that's how you break the cycle. There's a lot more work that needs to be done to get underneath the feeling and the emotions of the trigger and, and then healing that by fulfilling the need underneath it and articulating, you know, in your childhood or, or maybe early adult life, something happened that has kept this thing in place. So we'll actually go there and heal that piece. Um, and then all these tools and everything they teach in The Course in Miracles work so much easier uh, when you get that stuff cleared out and cleaned up. And, and like I said, after you do it two or three times, you see the pattern and you learn how to do it ongoing in your life um, when other situations arise that are similar to that one. So it, again, you're back to the practice. You've got to make your health and wellness your priority to create the quality of life that you envision for yourself, that you're passionate about and turned on about that you really want to live. So the question is, are you ready to, and what are you willing to do? Are you willing to do what it takes to produce that result? Um, yeah, thank you. That was uh, helpful. I, I think, um, you know, if, if you go back to self-love, if, if you really love yourself, you don't let other people hurt you. So I think that's what you're referring to as boundaries, like protective boundaries. Um, yeah, I mean, people, people can't really hurt us. They can hurt our, our physical body, um, if they strike it, right? But they can't really hurt us if our internal conversation is fortified with the love and the light. Because what they're saying is really not about us. Anything in their mind has nothing to do with us. But nevertheless, when we react to it, we're in the illusion and it's the trap. It's that vicious kind of cycle. Um, so you need to get, there's all these distinctions, right? You need to get them, practice with them and become grounded in them and see them working in your own life so that you have them and they don't have you, so that you're causing the matter and not at the effect of, or being a victim to some of these things, these triggers in the life and the illusionary world. These are all finite things that you're referring to. These are all things in the illusion. And so you get real good at distinguishing that and healing and taking care of your internal conversation so that when you are around people like that and you, you know, are using those boundaries, it becomes where they have no effect on you anymore with practice when you do this work. It really does disappear it. 
because we end up leaving the the body mind conversation and go to the heart soul conversation which is ultimately where the solutions are the real spiritual solutions are and that's where we want to dwell um, all the suffering and fear lives in the body mind physical illusionary realm and you've got to get real clear on not to dwell there and how to get out of there whole and healthy with self-love so that you can spend all your time having really cool stuff over on the love and light um, spiritual side because that's really what you are your pure love energy we all are we belong to it that's it's everything and it's everywhere and um but this body mind thing we've got to get our arms around it and we've got to have the tools and we got to practice so that it doesn't have the power over us anymore and that's where the internal conversation has to be elevated and self-love comes in and, you know, boundaries, all that. Thank you. Like self-awareness, being self-aware. Self-awareness is a great way to describe it. And, but there's all this work and all this stuff that has to happen inside of that place. So you can, I mean, you can't just go to someone with problems and say self-awareness. <laughs> You know, I mean, they've got all this other stuff that they've got to resolve and have tools to distinguish and make sense of it all and heal themselves um, before that can really have a huge impact, I think, in their life. But you're, you're exactly right. It is self-awareness, self-realization and awareness, yeah. being the observer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great questions. Great conversation. Would you like to describe such a inner conversation so that we have an idea what that's what you mean by that? The inner conversation? Yeah, this this um, loving, kind inner conversation that fortifies you and enables yeah. you to stand strong in any thing that yeah. appears to be a conflict. Right, so it, the internal conversation, it's always um, at the higher vibrational frequencies of love, joy, peace, and light, uh, realizing that you never really die, um, that we're these infinite spiritual beings and we're having this um, finite human experience now on this body mind. So when you get real clear on that and you've done the work and you've done the healing over those triggers and traumas and suffering, then the only place to be is on the other side in the love and the light. And, and it really is a practice and an awareness and a confidence and knowing, knowing who you are. Uh, we, I am, you are, we are pure love and light energy. We all are pure love and light energy. We're beings of love and light. And so when you elevate the internal conversation, I mean, like sometimes we get critical or negative or we complain or, you know, we have fear or anger, or, you know, all you gotta do is turn on the news, right? And watch CNN or Fox or whatever, and it's poison. You know, the internal conversation, the external conversation for that matter, which we internalize, over there is poison it's part of the trap it's all illusion it keeps you in the suffering on the other side of the suffering index gap in the fear and um 
you know, it's a fear-based world and you got to choose not to live there. You got to choose to make yourself, your well-being, your health and wellness, the priority and go to the other side, realizing and having, accentu accentuating your awareness of that you're this infinite spiritual being of love and light, pure love energy. So you've got to have that conversation. You've got to get clear and know that about yourself. And it's that you, that's the work. We all are it. And, that, and you have the knowledge, but you've got to practice it in a way that it's meaningful so that your awareness is realized and that you really are putting the suffering and the fear behind you and not dwelling there and just getting the information you need to iterate yourself forward to this higher vibrational quality of life and you know love and light. You gotta choose it. You gotta want it. And if you're struggling with it, you need to ask someone for help who's already emulating something that you see that you like. You're like, wow, I want more of that. I think that person can help me do what it is that I want. And it can be personally, it can be in your family, it can be in your business. You know, you always start with yourself first. And I think it's very difficult to ever to love anyone purely if you don't love yourself completely. So we always start with that. It's always a question of love and self-love first, then love with another, and then love with the planet, and then beyond into the universe. Yeah, and of course, in miracles, it speaks of loving all, because you can't just love partially. I would agree. You've got to get to that place. And I teach it in steps. Um, people are, some people can learn faster than others. And then I find that it's, I break it down. Because I want people to be grounded in the fundamentals. Because you want to elevate your, um, your body-mind experience first and your, your tantric senses. Um, it's how we receive information. It's how we process and understand and learn. And you've got to optimize that. And you do that with proper nutrition, consistent exercise, sleep, detoxification, and then this energy enhancement practice that's intentional. Once you build this foundation, then you have the possibility to elevate from there. Um, because that's where you build your self-love. Uh, then you've got to identify what is this God-given gift you were born with? What is your genius? What is this creativity, your skill set, that thing that turns you on, that makes you want to get up in the morning and do? You've got to identify that. Because over 84% of the people are not living in that place. They may be good and successful in making money in their work, but they're not contributing their gift and genius. And so ultimately, it's unsatisfying. So we help people find that. And then once they do that, we can create a practical plan um, that's in alignment with their foundation and their God-given gift and genius and skill set. And uh, you know, you, you develop this mastery and this wisdom um, and you learn to heal the emotions and the feelings. And then you do what you love and you love what you do. And then your contribution, your optimal contribution is a natural Part of that. And then we leave the body mind. So, but now you have this foundation that is rock solid. You are unshakable. You don't 
dwell in suffering or fear, you know how to get across the gap quickly and consistently and confidently be in the love and the light. Then you can help all sorts of people, your love, your beloved, your family, your business. And then you got to surrender into it. You got to surrender into, um, you know, the heart and soul thing. This, this is where the magic is, right? This is how you tap into that energy of compassion and kindness and creativity and love and beauty and the expansiveness. You know, the benevolent force in the universe that Einstein was talking about is love. It's pure love energy. It's what they're talking about in the Course of Miracles. And it's, you've got to have abundance. You know, we are, it's an infinitely expanding, abundant universe. We can tap into that in any form with time, um, money, uh, you know, our passion, you know, whatever it is, whatever you, you want to tune into, it's abundant out there. And then you've got to be open to the practice and living in a state of non-judgment, being a lifelong learner and choosing happiness and learning that you don't dwell in suffering. You're just grateful for when the trauma happens and you have the new information and understanding on the life lesson to iterate forward into your next best version of your love and light, your beingness. It's kind of the journey of the soul. And so that's why I, I break it up into those pieces. But at the end of the day, you're right. It is everything. It is what they teach in the Course in Miracles. But, you know, you can't just tell someone who's got suffering and trauma and pain, oh, love everything. There's a lot of steps and work that needs to be done in between. From my perspective, for me, I, you know, I'm, I'm open to that there are miracles and people are way more high functioning than me and they can just jump across, it's, it's possible. I just, um, I don't see, I, I haven't known anyone who can do that in this life, in this world so far. I know they're out there. You know, we're just tapping, the, scratching the surface on this. But if we don't practice it, I, don't see us being transformers for the masses as teachers. We need a global solution. And I think it's by teaching what I'm talking about and everything in the Course in Miracles as well. But there's always a better way, right? There's always a, another way. Oh, anyone else want to ask some questions? Okay, then let's look at the better way. And of course, in miracles, it's described as, and there's always only one choice either the choice for the ego's voice or the choice for the Holy Spirit's voice. Now, that's the discernment in every moment to choose the voice of love, right? Yes. Yeah, because the ego is the illusion and the spirit is love and light. 
and that's where we want to dwell. We want to, we need to do all the work we've got to do in and around the ego so we understand it. So we have it and it doesn't have us and we use it in a loving and light way so that we can connect deeply with this, our souls, our infinite souls in the spirit um, consistently and clearly. So until we clean up that chaos of the ego, we can't hear the messages always being sent by our soul to help our human. The messages are always there, but we've got all this stuff and fear and loathing and chaos and ego, illusionary stuff that's in the way that prevents us from tapping into the energy of our infinite souls and this universal knowledge and wisdom that's ours for the asking, you know, if we ask God, right? But if we can't hear it, you can't get to it. You can't use it. You can't understand it. Yeah, that's why A Course in Miracles speaks of remove, allowing the Holy Spirit to remove the blocks to the awareness of love's presence because love is there no matter what. I love that. That is so perfect, right? Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It's everything. And we are part of it. You know, it's... It's everywhere, it's everything, and we are part of it. All we have to do is be love. Yeah, so starting from where we are at, because many of us are, are not um, able to choose this immediately or easily at first right so, so i guess you start where you are at no matter how crazy it appears to be there is always a way to make fine choices yes you know we meet people where they are and we listen compassionately and we be there for them and we listen deeply and lovingly so that we can understand. Because when we can understand, we really connect and then they can see the love that maybe they haven't seen before. And that creates a huge shift in, in their awareness and an opening or healing. Maybe you'd like to describe what A Course in Miracles calls the forgiven world. The forgiven world. Um, you know, all the, I, I really don't know that exactly. I, I just know that forgiveness is the bridge from fear to love. And that grievances keep us stuck from fear and the illusion. And that's why they teach so much in the Course of Miracles 
how why it's so important to you know give up your grievances um because that's a huge source of healing and breaking up the ego so that we can get to the other side to the love and the light yes it's a huge hi uh, my name is julio I have a question, if you guys don't mind. Go ahead, Julio. How you doing? Um, so um, I've been a course, I've been a course uh, in Miracle student for almost three years. And I love everything you're saying, because um, you're, you're explaining the course in Miracles pretty much in the, you know, scientific or more earth, earth down to you know down to earth uh words um which is 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 perfect um in the course of miracles talks a lot about holy spirit uh you know the question or or the forgiveness process which is like you said the bridge um to become or see what we are what you've already explained and is is beautiful it's beautiful thank you for all of that but my question is um you know, talking about Buddha, Jesus, um, and 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 these masters or uh, teachers uh, that we had, uh, they talk about people talk about uh, being enlightened or or like Buddha walking. What what is to you? What's the difference between enlightenment or just uh, walking to the dream, uh, off the dream, actually from the dream? What, I would like to kind of see what you you have, uh, you know, what you what you believe about these two things. Okay, um, thanks, Julio. So, did you say walking? What were so Wake, you wanna... waking, waking, waking? Okay, you're talking about waking versus enlightenment. Yeah, waking up from. Like yeah. Exactly, because people talk about okay, you you know, let's work on alignment, um, and I believe alignment is kind of when you've already awoken from this elite, this illusion. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, enlightenment enlightenment is a realization. We can choose we can choose enlightenment right now. You know, we can't we flux in and out of it. I believe. Um, when you've done the work, you can stay there longer, but we can pop into it in the moment. But if we're not all in and really connected with that energy, it, it flexes away from us. Um, it's a moment by moment thing. And the awakening is a process and so we can have a practice of this awakening from the illusion, from the duality illusion into the non-duality reality. So the reality is enlightenment. It's our natural state. It's that pure love and light energy that we are. It is everything. It is everywhere. We are part of it. We are made of it. We are pure enlightened beings who are sons and daughters of God. We are innocent. We are pure. And then this awakening 
is coming from our traumas, our triggers, our illusions of this body-mind finite existence and realizing that we don't have to die and you know, we, our bodies don't have to die and we don't have to change our form and leave to the spirit world. Our souls do what, where, go wherever they go to already experience the enlightenment. I guess that's what the awakening is, but you got to practice it. Right? It's like anything. It's like you don't learn to be a Kung Fu master by reading the Kung Fu manual. You've got to practice. And so the awakening is the, the practice in action. And the enlightenment is our natural state, remembering how to tap into what we already and purely and truly are. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the question, Julio. So we've been speaking about all of these topics, and one of them that is part also in the Course in Miracles is bringing illusions to truth. And I think you were alluding to that when you're saying enlighten, enlightenment is the natural state that we can bring everything to. And awakening is the way we are doing that in, in the dream. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. The awakening is, um, yeah, that realization of you're not this body-mind you're this infinite spiritual being. It's your natural state. That is that enlightened state. And it's about taking everything else away so that we can remember and tap into that energy that we truly are. Taking everything away that's not that. Any other questions? Hi, um, David. I was wondering when you work with people, do you do um, this just as for a form of talk, you know, exploring ideas, or do you have specific things that you do with people to help them get to these awakenings? I'm, I'm curious about that. Sure. Um, thanks for your question. So I have an online course called Love Energy Healing. It's kind of one of the easiest ways to start working with me. And it's on my website if you wanted to read, read about it on Costa Rica Wellness Institute.com. And, um, but I have an immersion week retreat in Costa Rica. Um, and I actually will do them anywhere if people want me to come to their location, if they have five or more people. Um, but immersion week retreat is fully immersive and I use this whole process and we spend seven days together and we do yoga and we're grounded in nature 
Um, you know, it's a huge part of it. Um, we have, we eat great food. I eat every meal with you for a week. And we pick people up at the airport and we bring them to a hotel and um, I meet them when they get there. And we do all this work that I've been talking about uh, in our conversation today. And then um, I also have a, and I do that privately or with groups up to 12 people. Um, I have a year long implementation mastermind where I help people with the structure, accountability and coaching um, to turn the goals they have from their practical plan at Immersion Week into results faster than they can do on their own. So this can be small or big. It's really a personal thing. It, it can be uh, individual. It can be about your family. It can be corporate. It can be global. It, I'm all about creating sustainable solutions together. And um, so there you have it. And, and plus I do private um, coaching by request, depending on the person's needs, executive coaching. Um, did that answer your question? Yes, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm a psychotherapist and I do very similar work. Um, so I was just curious about, you know, like a, a, a similar work as far as helping people find their true selves and live authentically and, and, and that. And I know I work a lot on very similar things that you were talking about, self-care, being mindful, getting in touch with, you know, themselves within. And so I like the idea that you're expanding it, you know, to being in nature and, and communing together and loving together. I, I mean, that's the sense that I'm getting of what you've, what your mission here is. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's about just nurturing yourself back to love, to your natural state. And, um, letting go. You know, we do massage. People get massages when they're here. And the food's amazing. We do the full detox. I have a clinical herbalist. She's just a genius. We try and get people off of their prescription medications if they're on any. And, you know, it's no alcohol, nothing to lower your energy. Um, you know, it's part of the whole detox thing and saying goodbye to chemicals. And But it's part of the integrated um, thing. Uh, process that I teach called the ready to process where we rejuvenate, discover, design, and implement. And we keep repeating that rejuvenate, discover, design, implement. And the rejuvenation part is the base, the foundation of the, you know, the consistent proper nutrition, exercise, sleep, detox, intentional energy work. Um, and then discover optimal aptitude, ability, gifts, skill set, genius design a practical plan that's in alignment with your rejuvenation and your discovery protocols to then implement this required structure, accountability and coaching to make it all happen and make it real faster than you could ever do on your own. So that's the whole ready to process. And, and that's what happens at immersion week and people come out of immersion week with the plan and this huge opening to transform their lives and with the tools for a fully integrated practice. It sounds wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Great, great question. I know, and I just created all this. Um, it's been, you know, my life work really, but you know, because I've been a consultant and a coach for over 27 years, and I put this all together for myself. I moved to Costa Rica. I was down here on vacation 20 years ago, and I fell in love with the country. 
and the people and the quality of life. I was just like, oh my God, why haven't I been here before? I'm so at home. And I was so grounded in this sense of belonging. And um, so I traveled back another four times. So for five trips within an 18 month period, and I chose this place I'm living in now. So I've, it'll be 18 years that I've been here in August. And, um, you know, I spend minimal time in the United States anymore. I go back for family and if I need to work, but I just love it down here. And um, so I incorporated all this lifelong learning and all these teachers that I've been studying and, you know, being a scientist and I'm a surfer. I've always loved nature and I know how to heal myself um, with nature. And so I've just incorporated all these things into my practice and in my teachings because there's lots of great teachers out there. But I didn't see anyone doing my practice and in a fully integrated way, the way I teach it and that I designed it for myself. And so I'm just teaching that so that people can arrive at a similar quality of life that I've achieved for myself. Um, so it's like that. Lead by example, right? Walk the walk, talk the talk. And, you know, A Course in Miracles is just an amazing foundation to jump off of. Nice to hear how you got there. Yeah, I was burnt out. I was stressed out. I was um, in the trap. I had a successful business as a in the energy sector, and um, but it was I was in the rat race. I was making great money, and I wasn't happy or satisfied because I had started putting on weight. I was driving too much. I was missing family time because I was gone and working so hard and long hours. And, um, you know, it's so common that many people in that situation in the dissatisfying cycle, that they're doing everything right, but they're not happy. And uh, it, I started having chest pains. And fortunately, I didn't have a heart attack. But I've had friends who have had heart attacks. And um, I stopped. I said, enough this ends now. And that's when I moved about the time when I was down here on vacation. And, and then that soul searching time in Costa Rica, when I found my belonging and my calling to be here, um, that I said, I now redesign my life to have my health and wellness be the priority. And I honor my passion, which is surfing. So I made that the priority to go to the beach every morning and surf if I want to. And then everything else can get in line around that. So I designed my business around that. And I, I got rid of the clients that I didn't enjoy working with. They were kind of, um, they were difficult and they triggered me. So I let them pass from my life. And I just worked with people I loved and resonated with that were easily, that I was attracted to. Um, so I got super selective and really designed this kind of dream life that I envisioned. And I think everyone, I, I recommend that for everyone. I think that's where you have satisfaction and love and joy because it shouldn't be difficult. It should be a natural progression of living our highest quality life when we're in alignment with all those things I was talking about earlier. Yeah, sounds like a good place to finish unless you have something that I've missed and you'd like to tell us. No, Wanako, thank you for having me on. Um, 
I don't have anything to add. It's been super fun being here and thank everyone for all the questions and blessings and um, love and light to everyone. Yeah, thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. And please spread the word about this podcast so that more people can listen to it and review it on the various platforms that you choose to listen to it on. And yeah, till next time. I want to go.